What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Thicker Than a Snicker Show, where we discuss anything and everything. And this is your host, Brandon, with your other fellow hosts, Edwin. Hey, hoes. Uh, Ben. Diana. Yeah, I exist. And then John. Hi. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's Dana, cool. I absolutely hate you. I want you to know that we're starting this off by discussing how much of a basic bitch you are for saying boba tea. Oh, I thought she said something in Korean. No, she literally said boba tea. What the heck? Boba tea. You have an unhealthy addiction to boba tea. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna die. You're gonna get, like, COVID just from boba tea. Somehow. You mean like diabetes? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get like, some disease. Balls. There's balls. You're gonna get like. <laughs> you know, see, this is the thing that I hate about this society. I literally, if this ever does become popular, I wanted to make a joke about cancer, but like, if this ever becomes popular, I will get like attacked for saying that. People are gonna be like, "Oh my god, but it's such a serious thing. So many people die." And like, I get that, but like, it's just for fun, you know. It's so horrible because you can't make like any more jokes without second guessing and thinking like, oh, someone could take it the wrong way. And then suddenly like they hate me. They start telling people like, you know, oh, this person's like they don't care about cancer or like they don't care about COVID and stuff. And it's like stupid. Just let me have some fun. Like it's a short life. Yeah, I get it. Like some people have different opinions on that stuff, but I understand that some people have like coping mechanisms like to actually mm-hmm. make jokes about it. Like I've met a lot of medical professionals that just like make a lot of jokes about some really gruesome things. And I personally find them funny, but like their patient or the patient's family might not. So well, it's like to the point, like sometimes when you're in the medical field, you like, or especially as doctors or nurses, you just like so familiar with it. And like you see every day that like, I mean, it's a sad thing. So, like, just I guess making a joke about it. Yeah, you gotta find some way to cope because, like, you're gonna break otherwise. Yeah, because or else you're gonna be all depressed and all upset like every time. Because being in medical field is not easy. It's always sad. People die every day. It's not like Grey's Anatomy. You can't like hook up. No, you can't fall in love with Derek Shepard and then have sex or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, but like that's a that's the whole thing that I just it's so annoying because like i just think if like if they don't mean any harm and it's just the lighthearted joke like as long as no one is like being offensive on purpose it's just it's fine to joke about that stuff like That's you know the thing, though. offensive things like you can find them funny you can find offensive things mm-hmm. funny like i i'm filipino and like i find racist filipino jokes i find them hilarious <laughs> Yeah, like even me, like being friggin' Mexican, like you with my friends, like it's fine to go ahead and like if my friend goes ahead and like says, Oh yeah, go ahead and like mow my lawn is like a joke. Like I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'm of course gonna clap back and I'm gonna be like, Oh, well, why don't you go ahead and let me know how that divorce is going with like a white person? Or like I'll be like, Oh, let me know how it feels like to be in jail with like a, one of my black friends, but like as long as they're jokes and like we both understand that they're jokes like just leave us to it there's no reason for someone to suddenly out of nowhere be like um actually that's offensive because do you know that we actually have an infrastructure problem that is sending multiple people to multiple black people to jail and it's a serious issue you can't make fun of that like 
bro, he wasn't offended. He literally made a joke about me being fucking Mexican two seconds ago. I think we both know that it's a joke. Like, there's yeah. no anyone to, for you to be sensitive about our conversation. Like, once something gets serious and, like, we're actually offending each other, that's when you can go ahead and step in. But as far as long as it's a joke in between us, leave us alone. I never no, heard I- that where it's, like, people are offended for others on their behalf. Like, oh. in any situation where it's, like, like, if I was the friend that you were talking about, uh, like, you were offending me and, like, someone stepped in to, like, defend me, it seems like they thought that I wouldn't be able to defend myself or anything like that. Because in any situation, like, you, me and you, we've, like, had some really racist, we've, like, roasted each other, like, really, really badly. So mm-hmm. I... I feel like I can handle any like insult or anything that you can throw at me, but having someone step in and say, no, you can't make jokes about that. They're a very marginalized group. It feels like the person who stepped in thought that I couldn't handle myself. I couldn't handle the insult one and two that I couldn't like fire back or defend myself. Yeah. They sort of like, I feel like those people think that they're doing good, but like, if you don't understand the situation, like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be just jumping in there like if you know the situation and like you've heard the conversation and someone is doing it out of hate yes mm-hmm. step in but if you literally they're talking and you literally just walked past them and you heard one of them say like oh yeah that's why you're fucking like that's why your dad never pays attention to you to like a white kid or like that's why you're going to shoot up a school and all that and then they just step in out of nowhere. It's like, you don't know if they're joking or not. Like, you don't need to step in. And like, you know, if it starts getting further and like, it's actually serious, someone else will step in and someone will go ahead and stop it. So like, you just go ahead and like, unless you know that it's harmful, just try not to step in, you know? Yeah, but like, it's kind of hard to figure out what the definition of harmful is, you know? one person's definition of harmful is like different to someone else like for me harmful is like anything that just takes you out of your mood or like makes you unhappy and stuff like that it doesn't really necessarily mean it's bad but i think that's that's what harmful is but other people think that like oh only physical like physical trauma is real harm but like it's hard to have such a centralized you know definition for something that's so abstract i would say you can tell by body language like if the person doing the insult like the other person is sort of like either like looking down or they're looking sad like not only with like their body but like even their face Mm -hmm. that's when you know that it's like bad but if like the other person like you know they're like sort of like you know laughing smiling and they look like you know they're in a positive mood and they're saying this stuff back and forth that's how you can mainly tell that it's like, you know, just a joke. What do you guys think? I agree. Sometimes there's like, um, most of like the jokes are, could be just like inside jokes between two people as well. Like, um, like an example would be like me and my friends, we would talk about like our exes and then, um, my friend would be, Oh my God, he's like a make a wish, you know? And then people could be like, offensive and like oh kids are like dying or like people are dying you know and you're making fun it's like it's it's an inside joke and it, it i don't know it's some people just needs to like stay out of this and just let the people having the conversation have their conversation unless it offends like 
the person in the conversation or like if it really offends themselves then you can say something but like i mean i, I don't think it's necessary i don't know would you guys do anything if like you were in that situation where like like if i know, hear like john and edward no like no if i hear like <laughs> two white people was like oh uh look at that guy eating dog or something i wouldn't even care (laughs) i would be like i'm like okay that's kind of funny you know but like it's like depending on the joke like um i don't know maybe like if it's like personal like if it's personal like attacking someone personally then that's when i would jump in but like when it's like one of those like typical stereotype kind of joke for like different race then i'm just like oh they're just probably joking you know what i mean but like when it's like personally attacking someone um like then i might say something only if i know those people if they don't i just like what do you mean by a personal attack like like Like, oh that's why their dad left them or yeah something like (laughs) that and like their dad actually left them you know and like Ah. when they're being personally attacked and like they probably won't show it but like mm-hmm. that's not like something that people would be okay with you know like unless you i don't know that's how i think but like or like um if they're yeah, laughing like, uh, with them then it's okay but like when it's like bullying like, kind like of a, way i understand almost. But like yeah how you, if you were the person making the joke how do you know that like someone's uncomfortable with it besides like them just their facial expression you. Like if I if someone said to me like oh um you're probably your family has COVID because you're Asian or something like that or we should stay away my face would drop you know I was like you know it, my facial expression would change um I probably would distance myself a little bit, like probably step back a bit if I was having fun I probably would step back it's something it's just like like Edwin was saying like um facial experience um expression and then body movement just like those physical things that you could notice and then like you know you could always ask them yeah i know but like in in like situations like that where you are making a joke and someone doesn't really like laugh out loud or something like that i try not to assume anything because like oh that could just be how they act or oh that could just be like because some people just straight up don't show emotion some people just don't do any of that so i don't assume anything like i don't assume they're offended or i don't assume assume that they like it unless they like physically tell me because i find that like oh i'm so sorry i i shouldn't have made a asian joke or i shouldn't have made a black joke i find that very demeaning because it's like you think i couldn't take a joke or what's up do i just not look like that like i find it demeaning that they have to protect me you know Mm. or sometimes they just gotta straight up tell you yeah like if someone straight up told me i understand but like if you're not offended by it enough so that you like straight up tell me like hey that's not cool then like how am i supposed to know like i'm not i like my personal weakness i can't really read body language like i'm very oblivious to like other people's feelings unless they like straight up tell me so that's just been my policy. Like, I don't assume unless they tell me their feelings. And I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that, like, people that are, that will be offended by that, they will know that they are, and they should learn that about themselves and be able to tell people, like, hey, actually, I don't really like you making those jokes, and be able to say it in a more peaceful tone. 
because like it's mainly like sometimes when you realize it like it's not the people that are being offended that get like super aggressive it's more the people that like want to defend them that are like aggressive in the way that they defend them but like usually i feel like if anything ever offends me i sort of would go ahead and like sort of make it more clear like hey actually i'm like i'm really not okay with that like you know i understand that it was a joke but like that one i don't think that one i'm not okay with like you know being able to say that just to someone would be so much better than just you know like saying nothing at all yeah like we're all adults here we can all speak up for ourselves and stuff like that like we have we don't have to treat each other like children like oh you don't you don't talk to them like that because i'm going to tell you why you can't talk to them like that like if they find it offensive then they should be able to verbalize why they're offended and verbalize to the other party hey stop doing that now in the case where the other party doesn't stop doing that after asked then i understand why other people can step in because obviously that one person wasn't enough to convince them but if you automatically just step in without them like completely letting it known, like letting it obviously be known that they don't like that, I find I just find that demeaning. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Diana? It's on, like how the person like if they get offended, they will let. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing that I like want to teach my kids. Like you know, if you are feeling a certain way you have to try and communicate that because there are so many adults that because they were raised on like this like old school mentality they don't honestly show like their feelings like you know that old school mentality of like oh guys are never supposed to you know show their feelings have depression all of this stuff and then like you know women whenever they're like angry it's like oh she's on her period or like oh she's just she's just like that sometimes and like it's not okay because like if someone is feeling a certain emotion they should be able like they should know what triggers that and then be able to let people know in a in a polite way like hey i actually don't appreciate you and then politely asking them to stop instead of you know waiting until everything boils up boils up and then suddenly when the trigger happens they're just suddenly like oh my goodness, you're so disrespectful, you're an asshole, they start like cursing and losing their whole mind. So instead of being able to teach your kids like, if there's ever a situation where you feel uncomfortable, you first let the people know and ask them to stop. If that doesn't happen, you know, avoid any sort of conflicts or anything like that. And then if things start you know, getting worse and worse, you find someone that can help because that's how it should be. It should always be you try and solve it diplomatically by just speaking to them, letting them know, hey, I actually don't appreciate you making this joke. Could you please not do that anymore? And then if they don't do it, if they don't stop and they like continue and they're like, oh yeah, um, yeah, I know, I saw the lag. Uh, But yeah, like if they don't and then they're just like, they keep on doing it, it's like, just leave the situation. Go find someone else to talk to. If you have something else to do, just go do it. Mm-hmm. Just try and get out of that situation. Mm-hmm. But if they start following you around and everything, then look for someone. Like, you know, in school, if someone's bullying and they're not stopping, go find a teacher. If you're out in public, like, you know, go ahead and try and 
like just anyone that can go ahead and help, you know, and just try and figure that out. So that way, you know, you're not involved in the conflict and instead you can end things like at least somewhat respectably. So you're saying it's mainly up to the individual to determine when it's okay and not okay for a joke. Yeah, I think it should be, I think it should be an individual effort instead of someone else jumping in. Like, you know, if there's something that you don't like people making jokes about, you can either let that person know beforehand or you can go ahead and, you know, when they say the joke, just let them know and let them know politely. There's no need to all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm not okay with that or like sucking it in and then cutting that person off. Like that's kid stuff. Instead of like, you should be able to talk stuff out, especially when you're an adult. When you're an yeah. adult, you should know that it there's no reason for conflict. So just try and solve stuff with words in a peaceful way and try and find a better solution than just trying to lose your shit on someone for absolutely no reason. Yeah, speaking of kid stuff, like that whole uh, stepping in on behalf of another person, that kind of sets a bad precedent for like how people think their problems should be solved. Because like if everyone, if like every person had someone defending them all the time, like say if you raised your kid where like they never had to say anything, you always stepped in, like a bully comes up that you always step in between them and the playground and like a teacher is treating them badly, you always step in like that kid would learn to be dependent on you. And like the one time that you're not there, that kid's not going to learn what to do. So if you do that with adults, the majority of the population, then it's just going to put like a thought in their minds where it's like someone is going to defend me or someone is going to fix my problem for me rather than having them become self-sufficient, solve their own problems themselves. Mm -hmm. That actually brings up something that I'm like... You can go first, Ben, because I'm going to change the topic, so. Oh, I was going to say, that's just like, like everyone's saying, it's more of like a self-realization thing. Like, you could be dependent on people, but like, you'll get to a certain age where you start to realize, oh, you can't. So it's also like, you could depend, but then also you'll learn to like, grow up, grow grow out of it as well. It's okay to ask for help, but it's not okay to be completely dependent on other people. You know, but like, but like, that's why you could like have those falls where like you trip or you fall and then someone's not going to like pick you up. And that's when you realize that you can't be dependent on people. So like yeah. you, so maybe it's, it could be, it could work that way too. Like you could, it's like, you're going to trip somewhere yeah. and it's just sooner or later. Like it could be sooner where you're, you're really young and someone pick you uh, someone doesn't pick you up. Um, or it could be like, later in life you'll just gotta learn it eventually yeah just... it's gotta be a balance where like you yeah. can ask for help it's okay to ask for help no one like live no one goes through life without any help from anyone but like having like falling down and just like laying there expecting someone to come pick you up that's where the mindset becomes a little mm-hmm. toxic because you're just laying there you're not doing anything and you're waiting for someone else to come solve your problem and someone's gonna than... come yeah. But like they won't do much. Yeah. But like they'll give you whole, a hand, but that's about yeah, it. That whole mindset where it's like someone else is gonna come solve my problem, so I'm not gonna do anything about it. I think that's that's a really big problem 
that like shouldn't be happening that that shouldn't happen all right i think we should switch topics now i feel like this topic's gotten a bit too serious for our podcast i mean i was just gonna i was just gonna move on to like something somewhat related just like on the note of that but like what do you guys think like how do you think our generation is gonna do as parents because like for me i personally am like i think this generation and the previous generation like by this generation i mean ours and the previous one there's gonna be i feel like there was a huge disconnect because of like the because of how social media started like there are some of those parents that like do understand how technology works and how phones work but like there was that disconnect where they never really had a social media platform they had like ways to interact more and like talking between each other more like you know aol and all of those forms of being able to talk to each other but they never had social media which is like such a big issue that so many people aren't okay with and that's why i think our generation will definitely be a lot closer to our children than the previous one was because we understand social media we like you know even though there might be another social media platform that comes and like takes over snapchat instagram tiktok whatever we understand it somewhat and we know like how teenagers act how they rely on you know the amount of likes and follows that you get to go ahead and verify to like verify your status in the school and how cool you are and we'll be able to better understand our kids and what they're going through and in result offer better advice than our parent than our parents were able to give us i kind of doubt it well okay so wait okay let me say something real quick um so okay so you know how like when you when you're a teenager or like right now you're like you ask your parents to do something they don't let you or you're like are you like in your mind you're like oh I'm gonna be when I grow up and I become a parent I'm gonna be the opposite of what my parents is right do you guys think like that like I know I do I'm I'm not like I I do I was like I'm gonna be like more understanding of my kids like my parents are super strict I'm like I'll be more understanding of my kids not like how my parents are um I would like allow them to do more things because then they'll lie less or something like that it's just like that mindset so I'm like but then I'm like I'm probably gonna still be my parents at the end of it because that's the way that how i like i become successful because my parents were like that so like if i change that then how is my kid gonna be and but like with like that inside aspect like how um edwin was talking about like you know social media and how a teenager thinks i mean i think our parents does the same thing it's just like it's just a different time i think so too like technology yeah. marches on like there's going to be like a new social media where it's like, oh, you yeah. can communicate your thoughts or something like that. And we're going to think that, oh, yeah, that's a bit too intimate. Like we shouldn't be sh- we shouldn't be sharing our thoughts. And like it's going to like repeat over and over again. It's more of an individual thing where it's like, yeah. yeah, I understand that like I'm out of I'm out of touch and like I need to learn all this stuff again in order to connect with my kid. But, exactly. Like, it's like 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 you because you think your parents are not like up to are not like up to their technology or like advanced you know but like 
in the future, you're going to be the same thing as they are. You're going to be that clueless person. And then they're going to be the advanced technology pe- kids. And you're going to be like your parents. So I, I think you're going to be the same. Yeah, as- like the iPhone 12 is going to look yeah. like the rotary phone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going and to you're look gonna have historical. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I think, but like aside from technology, I think like connection wise and like kind of like mindset wise with your kids i think our generation we kind of seen what our parents generation kind of left us and right now we're i think it's going to be like two like i see two options like because like how we said like we're too dependent sometimes we can be too dependent on stuff so so yeah that's 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 one of my out for the kids and then the other is to avoid not being too dependent so because we see that you know, like, people, like, a, like a correction. Yeah, like a correction. Either either it's gonna be like the way it is right now, or we kind of like reverse it and correct it. And that's how kind of like how I kind of plan for have kids. And like, I don't think our generation will have as much kids, just because mm-hmm. I think a lot of us aren't men- mentally capable or whatnot. It'd be like Japan. Yeah, so I think oh, we're gonna focus yeah. on career and yeah. like not have kids. Yeah, because everybody's like career focused, our generation. Yeah. So I think yeah, the birth rate's gonna go mindset, down. Mindset. So yeah, so the kids might go down, but especially yeah. over the years, there's more careers, more advancement, and like you're gonna be more interested in that than having families. It's just we're gonna be a Japan all over again. Basically. Yeah, it's gonna be hard because like, uh, I'm not like uh usually whenever you get together in the past one would be like the breadwinner and one would be like the homemaker but now that we have equality and stuff you get like two breadwinners with like their own schedules their own work schedules they got to go on business trips got to go like they have set days off and so you got to make that work and some people i feel like it'd be a bit too much of a hassle for them so they might just put off kids until like they reach a certain position where they can choose their days off or something like that, where it becomes easier to have a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not only that, but I also think, I think there's going to be quite a few couples that aren't even going to have kids at all because of how like, they're just going to be like, you know, if they're just going to look at everything and be like, a kid's not really that necessary to make a family. Like as long as we're together and we enjoy our time with each other, like there's no need because I know that there's probably going to be people out there that are like, oh yeah, like I don't see the point in having a kid. There's going to be some girls that are like, oh, you know, the pain that I hear is horrible. Like I'd rather just not have a kid. There's going to be guys out there that are just like, oh, you know, I don't think that I'm able to support a kid like ever in my life because of my ambitions that I have. So not only are, is there going to be less people that have kids, but just more people that are okay not having kids. And that's where I think this is going to go. Mm-hmm. And like as well, just for me, like I think our generation, because every generation is going to have their own struggle. Like, you know, there was the generation that went through the Great Depression, the one that went through the World War, the one that went through the Civil Rights Movement. Our generation has our own battle with like the battle in between like social medias, but also, you know, if you want to consider this pandemic a problem that we're having, even though I don't really, I just think that like, because of how how our economy is set up, like that's the only reason why this is worse than it actually is. 
but uh, then the relationship between like technology and depression and mental health is like further explored so that like our kids don't aren't as heavily affected because like social media right now it's like really peddling like oh perfect body perfect lifestyle perfect work perfect everything and like people are just feeling like shit because of it and it's been proven that our generation has the highest rates of depression and I'm pretty sure it's not because we're just like oh like the boomers say like we're just whiny little uh, gen z millennial stuff I think it's because we have more access and we have like a wider breadth of view. Like we can see a lot more people. We can talk to a lot more people and like, we can see mm. people like having better lives than us. And it kind of just makes you feel insecure and depressed because you can't help but like compare yourself to them. Yeah. See, and that's why I think our generation is going to be better, more understanding. I don't want to say better parents, but more understanding of the pressures of social media and how to be able to help our children get over it because one thing that like is a complete disconnect from me and my parents is that I like I haven't been you know like diagnosed or anything but like I'm not sure if it's depression or anxiety I want to say it's more anxiety because I just like I'm my brain I naturally like to be thinking a lot like I don't like to be you know, not busy with my thoughts. I want to be busy and thinking about something. That's ADHD. Is that ADHD? That's ADHD. Yeah, it's ADHD. <laughs> Maybe it's ADHD. I just haven't, you know, I haven't been diagnosed for any, like, any anything mental at all, mainly because of my parents. Like, I believe that I have some sort of, like, you know, mental illness. They think that it's just me being overreacting and not being serious. And that's the sort of disconnect that I feel with my family and that I think I will bring into my family, whether, uh, whether I end up being like my parents, which I would actually be okay with because like my parents are like, they have their focus and like, they've guided me the right way, but like, I've been able to avoid like, and be given a lot of freedom. Like I'm able to go out whenever I want to, like, literally with the girl that I hung out with, it was literally nine to 2 p.m. The 2 p.m. that we hung out and my parents, yeah, my mom was just worried, but like I let her know everything was fine and like they give me more trust. So like I, I would be okay being with my parents, but I'll just be able to offer better support mentally for my, chi for my child, I would think because of, you know, what I've sort of gone through with social media and everything. Of course, yeah, I'm not no, gonna yeah. understand them perfectly. But yeah. like, I'll, I'll, I'll be better at at least sort of being able to understand what they're going through a little bit better than like the previous generations can. Yeah, it's hard to understand because like I've actually been diagnosed with depression. Like I take antidepressants and stuff like that. Uh, I've had I've had that exact conversation with my dad where he's like, oh, depressed. Uh, you're just feeling bummed out. And I'm like, no, if I'm just like, I just don't feel like it every day. Like, I feel bummed out every day. That's kind of messed up. But, like, I kind of don't fault him for it because in his time, it like, there was no depression. There was no, like, anxiety, ADHD, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's in unknown territory. So, like, it's understandable for, like, new things like you you'd obviously reject new things like things that you don't know about like imagine if we're like 50 years into the future or not 50 that's kind of a lot um 20 i guess 
we'd all be parents in 20 years in the future. Uh, Hopefully. yeah, hopefully. I'd be like 38. Yeah. 30, 30, 40. Our, our kid, like men, like mental health professions came up with like a new diagnosis, like, oh, spiritual disorder or something like that. We don't know anything about that. We don't have anything about that. It's hard to understand their point of view because we're living in the now. This is like, this is the world we grew up in. Like, like we know all the ins and outs. We know like depression, anxiety, uh, all those like terms that have only become recently popularized today because we grew up with that. But think in a few years from now, they come up with something new or not come up with something new. They discover something new that we didn't know about. It's hard to imagine that we wouldn't be apprehensive of this new thing, you know? Yeah. No, it's also, um, I don't know, uh, maybe our generation might be more open to new things than our parent generation is. Like, the probably they're so set. It's like we live, they live in a world back then where it's like, but like the development is kind of slower than ours. So they're probably not used to like advancement and like these new things, but like we're, we're like getting, we're very young, but we're so used to like things changing like every day and new things being introduced. So maybe in the future, it's like, if we keep going this pace, we'll continue to like keep up on this. But, um, but also like when it comes to like parents, I think that um, we just have to like figure out it's like with these like, new things like mental health we just gotta do it ourselves. and like like edwin if you want to get diagnosed just just go get diagnosed and like that's just what do you it. just do it yeah you just do it and like get your diagnosis and um prove your parent wrong or like just inform your parents or like educate them let them know that like this is what my doctor said you know and just show them that or introduce them to the world that's pretty much it I don't know how easy that's going to be. Mexicans don't believe in doctors. Yeah. If something's doctor, wrong, something like that. Uh, boom, you're, oh, you're not, you're not depressed. All you need is to go out and work. That's all that my dad would say. Speaking of mental health though, uh, I'm definitely ready for my mental health to deteriorate this upcoming semester. Are you guys? Yeah. yeah. I have like upcoming clinicals, so much nursing stuff. It's going to be hard. Yeah. I have yeah, two internships. We're already what? entering the third year. What'd so. you say, Ben? I have two internships oh. at Anschutz. And then. Congrats. How many classes are you taking this semester? Like the nine? 18, that... 18 crit. 18. Wow. Seven classes? And I'm starting a club. Six, seven? Yeah. Oh, you're starting a club? What club is it? Yeah. What club? It's, it's in the making. I'll tell you guys. K Drama Club? K Drama Club. Boba Tea Club. I might start a club. Let me let me promote my Boba Tea Club right now. It's called. No, it's gonna be B A G Club because it's gonna be the basic Asian girl club where all the girls are wearing like Gucci and Louis Vuitton with their freaking Boba Tea, listening to freaking BTS twenty four seven. What don't you guys wanna? Join that club. I know that's I would, I, I and I'd be fine finding yeah, myself. Both, I like that. Exactly. I'm <laughs> hoping you guys out. I'm putting a whole group of girls in a room for your selection. 
<laughs> wait, wait, is it Asian it Bachelorette? so much weirder like that. They selection. It's like they're in for the Hunger Games, and then just suddenly one in the back is going to pop out. Like, I choose you, the one in the middle, um, row D, number five. I choose the one without the boba tea. Like, I yeah. volunteer. I volunteer as tribute. I want to date you. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? And they start crying and shit. They're like, eh. no, like, why did you pick me? Yeah. I heard that she only listens to one of BTS's songs. I listened to the whole thing. Oh, of course. I, like, I'm liking. I'm liking BTS's. Yeah. Like their English songs are are. Their dope. English songs are pretty good. That's the thing. And they're like made to be catchy, and that's the thing. That's what. That's what you have. Like with BTS, you literally ignore that. John's just kicking out his dog. That was but, my little sister. But my little sister. <laughs> But that's the thing about like BTS, like they've just become such a big name that like because of how big their name is, their English songs are able to be played on the radio. I literally went to Vasa and I believe they were playing uh permission to dance, like BTS's latest. No, I heard I heard um Boys with Love a few times at the gym. No, like I have I have like English, their English songs have been so popular. I've heard them on the radio as well. Like that's just the power that BTS has developed. And I don't understand like why it's only them. Okay. Like there's so many. There's because so they many have so such a big fan base and they're hot. Okay, speaking but of BTS. There are so many other like good looking, attractive even more attractive, even I would say, groups out there. But like the only reason why BTS is so popular is because Big Hit knew how to promote them. That's the only reason why. They knew how to get them into the American audience and how to promote them as the new big thing. And when people started loving that, then they started loving BTS as the main catalyst and they only followed them and Blackpink now. If they if they just give other groups a chance, like they would go ahead and start liking, and that's the thing I'd say. Are you like, just salty that your group didn't get popular in the U.S.? Twice. No, my group my group is ranked th- just entered like third place, so I'm fine. I I don't even want it to be like I don't really mind the expansion in the U.S. I don't care because like they're already big enough in the U.S. I want to see them in Europe, but either way, like if people knew like how diverse korean music actually was like it's not just k-pop there's uh like more rap focused groups like stray kids there's more like rap crap there's literally like there's (laughs) like a rock group that's called day six like they also have really good songs as well like it's not just this whole like oh k-pop just like you know a group of like nine people i think just to be like, successful, you just need to know how to promote yourself, you know. Exactly. And yeah. they BTS does a wonderful job of promoting themselves, and I'm I'm pretty sure they paid so much money to do that, and it worked. Okay, I think they make more profit than they spend, but it worked because they Dude, they're known everywhere. Exactly. I never knew BTS until it was here. It was on the radio, so it worked. Do you think I'm gonna kidnap you? Okay. She keeps running over here every time I say BTS. Do you think the uh, part of the success of BTS is uh, the fetishization of Asian men? Yeah, I think so. 
I, I genuinely think. think so because I've listened to their like actual song, like their Korean songs, and they're not as catchy as others would like you. Like maybe that's just my opinion, but I see a lot of posts on social media where it's like, oh my god, they're so hot. They're eating. Oh my god, he's acting like a rabbit. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> I acting would like a rabbit. I would like to say that the fetishize that the I don't even know how to say that word, but like the Asian men is actually based on because of BTS. Like there was probably that beforehand, but I think that BTS, just because like K-pop, they have their own beauty standards. Like idols are supposed to be ripped. Idols are supposed to like have clear skin, have the perfect hair that like barely ever gets ruined even when they're dancing and everything like that that is what like made it grow even more because suddenly people start saying like oh these good looking guys that can dance and that like have freaking toned six packs and have like somewhat like toned bodies defined bodies that can go ahead and sing they're like you know all over like posters and everything that's what like made asian men more popular so you're saying, a little off topic here, BTS is contributing to your local Asian men, like, like, I you know, mean, John. Yeah, I'm an Asian man, and, and yeah. <laughs> I haven't noticed it. No, I, I haven't seen any results. So. Yeah, I haven't seen any results. <laughs> Why do you think I I did that K-pop haircut? Exactly. See, John, I mean, why is John adopting a K-pop haircut? You're on the way, John. You're on the way. You just need to. You just need to get the freaking. You just need to get some dance moves in you, and then I guarantee to you, the girls are gonna start coming in. <laughs> okay, John. This is what you need. You need muscles. You're oh. Fuck you. Oh. Get them gains like how. Get them gains like how, and then keep those hair. No. You know, no dye your hair like blonde, no, or silver, or like my color. See. Do that, and then he did it before. I've done it before. Yeah. But like, do like more noticeable, okay? And then keep it, um, and then wear some nice clothes, you know, every day, um, and then. This is just good. too much work. I'm good. I think, I think in the future the beauty standard is gonna be a Korean man. I feel like a, K- a K-pop man. It's like, like the skinny androgynous looking figure. BTS isn't even packed. He's, I mean, not packed. <laughs> all I want to say, all I want to say is like, if you realize some of the beauty standards, like Asian men, light skin, even dark skin, like you know, uh, black people, like they're becoming more and more the beauty standard, and like it's just weird how a lot of stuff that's becoming popular in America is actually from somewhere else entirely. Yeah, I feel like that's because America is a melting pot of culture. Like, I'm, yeah, and that's like the you know, like there's just this like misconception of like everything, like you know, with the whole thing about like Korean, you know, idols becoming the beauty standard in America. I just feel like it's gonna put so much more pressure on guys because it literally says like you have to be asian and then people are gonna sort of start being like well if i'm not asian i can't go ahead and you know like compete against any other guys like why even try 
Exactly. Did you guys see that British guy that had plastic surgery? Yes. One of the PTS. Yeah, members? that's so I don't, I don't want to hear about him, okay? He's gonna... He became transracial. He's Korean, and his his name is one of the BTS members. Jimin, I think it was Jimin. He, oh, is okay. not, he is not Korean. I just want this to be he known. Is his Korean. Korean is the... F- worst like there are if you don't if you don't accept him (laughs) i follow this girl that she's a korean that lived in colombia like she speaks english spanish japanese and she's naturally korean she was literally like this man speaks the worst korean and then there was like this whole drama that happened because he he had uh on I don't know if it was a TikTok or a live stream, but he had a blanket of the Korean flag. And then a Korean flag? He had it, yeah, the South Korean flag, the South Korean flag. He had a blanket of it. And then his dog walked all over it. And like the actual like Koreans were hella pissed off at him. Like it was. I saw the girl like make a ton of like duets with people just explaining how bad the situation was. I had her explain it like it was horrible. Like people just him. I don't even want to say his name because like I know it, but I don't want to say it because I don't want anyone to see him. But he's just an embarrassment. He acts like he's a K-pop idol. He acts like he's actually Korean when he's just not like he has to accept that at some point. He's not Korean. He wasted a ton of money for no reason because all that he's doing is getting more people to hate to hate on him now. Well, he has a lot of viewers. He does, yeah. And that's the main reason why, because people, like, because of the drama that he causes, it attracts the views. It attracts people to go watch the TikTok where his dog runs all over the Korean flag, where he's speaking, like, really broken Korean, where he's saying that he's a K-pop idol. That's what draws the people in. Not many of those people actually like him. There are some that are crazy enough to like him, but like the most of them, the majority of them are the people that like see actual Koreans get offended and like angry at him and then just give him the views. That's why like he just has to like simply just become irrelevant. We have to just all ignore him and just not give him what he wants. Okay, no publicity. No publicity is bad publicity. Because bad publicity is still good publicity. Because like, as long as you're being able to get yourself out there, get your brand out there, it's good. So that's why no publicity is literally the only form of bad publicity there is. Okay, I wonder if he's met the impersonates now. Is it V? Or not impersonates. Huh? Was it V? No, it's Jimin. It's Jimin. He says that he's Jimin. I wonder if he's ever met him. I wonder what that. No, he he's definitely never just because of like the hate. I don't think he even wants to meet him. No, like I think that he has admitted that like he, I I don't want to assume anything. I don't know, but like all that I know is that he got Jimin style, and now he's just like trying to pose as Jimin. That's the only thing. He looks nothing like him. He looks absolutely nothing like him. Like it's no, it's just embarrassing. I don't want to say it because, like, I just it's horrible. I'll type it out, I guess. It's like a BTS. Is he on TikTok? Yeah, he's on TikTok. Like, yeah, that's just all that I think. Like, you know, when we like, we just need need to accept our own race, no matter how much we want to. And like, that's why I'm hoping. 
the Korean beauty standard does not become our own because it's just gonna like the Korean beauty standard is toxic as it is. There's a reason why South Korea has like one of, if not the best plastic, like surgery facilities, like in the world because of the beauty standard that they have. And like nowadays we're seeing it open up a little bit more. Like I follow this one K-pop group called purple kiss and like, one of their members is does not fit the traditional beauty standard. She's not, you know, skinny with long legs. No, she's a little bit like shorter. She has a little bit, um, a little bit more. I don't know, like the right way to see. She's just, she's just a little bit um, more a little thicker. Has, yeah, a little bit thicker than like the other members in the group. So like it's becoming more accepted, and that's what I really am hoping that that beauty standard moves into Ooh. like the u.s and they all look skinny to me oh all the members of purple kiss they all look skinny to me like super look skinny. up um purple kiss swan that's her like name yeah she to me i mean compared to like the korean beauty standard if you see it like i guess it's she... just because i'm not familiar with the korean beauty standard i guess oh yeah she's mm. definitely not she's a little bit on the thicker side hey, but thick Thick is thick is in right now, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, like dad like, bots are like if right she now. if she put if she, if you put her next to American like yeah, if you put her, her like to... in American beauty standards, she's mm -hmm. considered like either skinny or she's considered just fit. But like Korean beauty standards, she's considered overweight, which it just shows how toxic the Korean beauty standard is. Yeah, you know Jenny, right? Jenny, Jenny, yeah, my friend. She's oh. Oh. my friend Jenny. Um, <laughs> I forgot about yeah. her because I unadded her on Snapchat. That's why we stopped talking. You unadded her? I had her? to. I had to. I, she wasn't interested, so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to break my heart anymore. But yeah, what were you saying about Jenny? But yeah, she's, she's like... She's like trying to like live up. She's Korean, so she was like trying to live up to the like Korean issues. And she's like... She's like she was so strict like in high school she doesn't eat anything and like she always like she looks like a korean k-pop girl like you, you could admit that right mm -hmm. um so yeah that's yeah i was like oh, pain is beauty beauty is beauty is in pain yeah <laughs> all right then well i think for the that first part this was this was quite an interesting one got quite a bit deep there maybe we'll hop into the relationship aspect now that we're on like you know all of that we'll hop into it in the next part but sure, that's been it for brandon and diana's zero experience <laughs> yeah. yeah but like you know it'll be it'll be fun or we can just continue with any other topic it doesn't have to be relationships i'm just saying because all of our conversations end up there anyway so like maybe it'll end up there but we'll have to see well but yeah see you guys in part that's two. been part one of this Part two coming up next. Over tea.